Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Cow Corner podcast. Um, we're here to review the end of the IPL group stages, the most important thing going on in the world right now, and preview the qualifiers slash knockout phase, which uh, one game's already happened. We'll, we'll briefly talk about that. Um, we'll come to it later. Uh, to start with, let me introduce everyone who's with me. It's the, the same panel as the last two weeks. Uh, Zach, firstly, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, and Will, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks, Dan. I'm fine as well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get started. Um, first, with a bit of housekeeping. Lots of news has broken since we were last uh, on. Uh, the England White Bull squad's been announced to tour South Africa in November and December. A couple of interesting ones there. We'll have a special podcast about that, previewing the series coming up over the winter. The India squad for their tour, are they touring Australia or Australia coming to them? Touring Australia. Touring Australia. Thank you very much. Uh, and that is coming up soon. Their squads were announced. Um, a few of the IPL starlets, if you will, um, are in that squad, which is very exciting. The women's big bash has started and the women's IPL. Can we call it that, lads? No. I don't think so. Thank you. Um, no, but we all know that that's what it is. That is what it is. Um, the four games within the three teams have started. Um, a quick early highlight was Sophie Eccleston taking four for today. Um, yeah, a pretty lackluster tournament. That is potentially a podcast for another day. Two retirements this week as well. Um, start with Shane Watson. He's retired from all formats, age 39. Two-time IPL winner. Man of the match in the final a couple years ago. Um, Zach... Talk to me about him a little bit. I remember when he retired from Test cricket, there was, you know, people relieved for his his front pad because it wasn't get it wasn't gonna get so much abuse anymore. Um, an underrated player, perhaps, or rated as he is discussed, in your opinion? I kind of from watching him the last few years, I forget he also bowls quite well or bowled yeah. very well. I feel like now he's just he's just a batsman. He's just another. Another Aussie batsman who's very good in limited like limited overs cricket, but yeah, I think a bit underrated. He's been around for a long time, one of the highest uh, appearance uh, holders in IPL history. Like you said, won it twice, won it the first ever IPL. A very good cricketer, and he will be missed. Yeah, I think he will be. He had such a, um, I think, quite a good autumn to autumn to his career thanks to the IPL, and I was surprised he was playing again this year. I backed him to go quite well because he's been so good, but uh, he struggled this year with CSK, as did all of um, the CSK squad. Yeah, so he'll be missed and you know, a very good cricketer. Um, we wish him well, obviously. Someone maybe we wish well, I don't know. Marlon Samuels uh, also announced his retirement from all forms this week. Um, he was in the news between the last recording for his sort of beef. I sound like a boomer with Ben Stokes. Um, 
Will, come, can we start with that beef? What did you think of it? There was a bit of a cryptic sort of Instagram from Ben Stokes as the rebuttal to Marlon Samuels, just sort of posting him doing well. Um, talk to you about that beef and then about Marlon Samuels retiring. Are, are you that bothered? Yeah, I think it's a shame that he's kind of overshadowed his own retirement by getting engaged <laughs> in, in this beef. And it, it's just really, really bizarre. I don't know if things have happened behind the scenes that, that they're sort of choosing cryptic Instagram posts as the public front of that war. It's 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 really weird. And I, I don't really have a take on it because obviously he's taken exception that Stokes said, um, but possibly taken it a bit far. Um, and it's just, it's just a shame that he's kind of overshadowed his own retirement, really. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think it was the initial thing he responded to on Ben Stokes. That everyone was like, whoa, whoa, that was just a bit, it was just a bit much, wasn't it? Um, he, again... I agree he's kind of overshot his own career then. Um, a decent test career as a, a batsman who could bowl a bit. I quite liked his, uh, his, off, his off breaks. He averaged 32 with the bat and a, a good ODI career uh, as well with the West Indies. So I, I don't think that's the last we'll hear from him. And hopefully that Ben Stokes thing continues because it is just a bit of fun at the end of the day. OK, that's enough for the housekeeping. Um, let's move on to the, the real stuff here, which is the IPL group stages, which have finally finished uh, 46 days or 46 matches one of the two felt like a lot longer um we are finally done and we have the final league table not to reveal to you because i'm sure you already know it but um to discuss and then stay tuned because um something i'm really looking forward to toward the end of this podcast is our teams of the year playing debate there i'm sure lots of players to try and squeeze into a playing 11 there um but let's get started um with the final table as it stood and chat about the mumbai indians who finished top in the end after uh, a decent um sort of end to the campaign when everyone around them was sort of stumbling uh they won three and lost two um i don't want to spoil what happened in the first um qualifier but you know, they won um and they're looking pretty good so as they did for the rest of the um uh, the end of the the campaign there um beating delhi capitals um in the final group stages um chasing down 111 and 15 overs they look really good um zach will come to you first Talk to me about their campaign in general and how solid they're looking going into the, the postseason. Yeah, I mean, uh, two things really jump out at me that kind of differentiate them from the rest of the teams. I think the fact that they have multiple Indian players who've stepped up at different times for them and they're not just relying on those four overseas players like a couple of the other teams are that aren't doing so well. They've got they've had Ishan Kishan stepped up a few times. Rohit Sharma really hasn't been very good, but it hasn't really mattered because they've got Surya Kumar Yadav, who's very unlucky to have never played for India. Uh, and obviously Krunal and Hardik Pandya as well. And But the main thing for me that isn't to the Indian players is I think Quinton de Kock's a bit underrated. I think, to me, he's one of the best batsmen in the world, wicket-keeper batsmen. And I think he's he's kind of not really put into that category maybe he's a bit young still he's still only 26 he's got he's got a bit of time maybe 27 but he's, he's i mean ju- this is just in the ipl he's scored just under 2000 runs at a strike rate of 133 and this is only this includes some bad seasons before he joined mi last year and for south africa his test average is still is like 39 but his odi average is like 44 and that's not bad for a wicketkeeper as well is it and i think we're going to see a lot of him I think the South Africa side is very exciting, but that's 
that's something for a different <laughs> podcast. I know I'm going off on a massive tangent about how much I love Quentin de Kock now. No, I'm with you on Quentin de Kock, though. Um, I feel like I remember when he he's sort of a classical batsman, very fluent left-hander, great through the offside, et cetera, et cetera. And when he tried to change up his game sort of halfway through this IPL, playing ramp shots and things I don't think are natural to him, that's where he struggled a bit. Um, but yeah, with Sharma struggling, he's kind of held that that team together um, at the top end. Um, this top seven is outrageous. And I think you've made a good point there, Zach, that one of them will get you at least. And they're all kind of dovetailing at the right time. Jakok, Sharma, Yadav, Kishan, Pollard and the two Pandyas. Will, is that where they're winning it or is their bowling attack um, doing more of the heavy lifting in your opinion? I mean, it's, it's clearly both. It's, I'll use Zach's favourite word. They're a very balanced side. Um, <laughs> but, but I completely agree with you that it, it's the depth of batting that makes it so effective. Um, I mean, in, in, in today's performance, for example, they, they lost four wickets reasonably early, still managed to pick up 70-odd runs from the last six or seven overs because they had Kishan and Hardik in and didn't even look fussed that they were under a bit of pressure. Um, they just batted very fluidly and very normally. And that makes it so much easier for the openers to play free-flowing cricket and play positively from the off um, and give them the ability to take risks. And even when you're not playing well or making scores consistently, like Rohit has, has shown, then you're never afraid about losing your place in the side or, or or that losing games for the team because so many other players pick it up in different areas later down the order, which makes it so much easier to play. Um, I can also completely agree that, that Dukok's been brilliant in the sort of, you almost want to say the absence of Rohit Sharma because he's done so little. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he's, he's really picked up the heavy lifting there, for sure. Do you think De Kock's really not getting spoken about because we're so used to him doing this? Uh, you know, he's surely got to be a contender for the best overseas player this year. Um, we can come on to that towards the end of the podcast. Um, looking at just some batting strike rates here, and I think Mumbai have the best finishers um, in the IPL if they need them, in Pollard and Pandya. Both top two on the strike rate list, 190 and 182 respectively. And often, you know, you might not need them. And if you do, they're there. They can both fill in a few overs as well. The balance here is, you know, off the charts. Um, and it's it's really what's helping them out so much. And then, Zach, let's chat about the bowling again. Um, Trent Bolt and, and Bumrah are absolutely lethal. Again, I'll talk about the game that's, that was played today. They beat the Delhi Capitals and had them none for three. They're going to be pretty hard to score quickly off if you're trying to set them a total, right? Yeah, and Will's already alluded to it, but... They're so balanced because you you think about it. Boomer has taken 27. It might have gone up further than that now because he took four for today in it, which is the most like most an Indian bowlers ever taken in an IPL. I think it is. And he's like some of the balls he's bowling at the end. He's taken wickets to the back end and Trent Bolt has taken. I think he's taken 13 wickets in the power play and the second most is Archer with nine. So that shows you like they're, if you've got someone who can take wickets at the top and someone who can take wickets at the end, that's quite a lot of balance. So much balance. And I think what Bolt's been able to do in using him at the top is get some swing. If there is any out there for the first over, maybe, and use that well. He's got the most maidens in this year's IPL with three. Um, Bummer's going at 6.7. So if they don't, you know, go bang, bang with the wickets, they're at least stopping you from going anywhere. Um are they going to go all the way? Will, I'll come to you first on that. They're certainly the obvious pick, not yeah. least because they've made it look so easy 
so far. Um, I, I, I famously made a prediction earlier in the in the podcast, which we'll, I'm sure, come back to. So I'm going to stick to that and say implausibly that they won't win it. But they are, nice. they are, no, they are clearly the favourites. We'll come to that later. And um, I know exactly what you're alluding to. So good good for you for sticking by that. And I would be at this at this stage. Um, Zach, you've not stuck your flag in a team yet. So you're going to stick it in Mumbai, as it were? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the favourites. And also for me, Mumbai, because of, of Sachin Tendulkar when I was a kid, I, Mumbai have always been my second team in the IPL because usually as a KKR fan, I get a chance to have a team that I support after my team go out. <laughs> so I've, I've always I've always supported Mumbai as my second team. So I'm going to I'm going to back them. I think I, I am too, just on the easier point. Go on, Will. I, I decided, having cursed Rajasthan already, that, that Delhi would be my second team coming into the playoffs. Um, so that's going, that's going well. That's a perfect segue, Will. Thank you. Let's come <laughs> on to the trials and tribulations of um, the Delhi Capitals in the, in the final sort of quarter of this season. Um, since we were last on, 1-1, lost three. I don't, I don't know what, where, to, where to start with them. Um, I think Sunrise is getting 220 for two was sort of a bit of a turning point in their season. Mm-hmm. Um, also losing to KKR, uh, you know, quite handily beating RCB, who were on a similar kind of run of form. Um, Zach, I'll come to you. I don't, I don't know where to start with them. Where's it been going wrong since they came out of the trap so quickly? I think, I think it's, I think a lot of it's in the batting because pretty sure we said last time he was struggling and we 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 alluded to it last time should they let him play and is everyone else because Shikha Dhawan was in amazing form then and maybe they should carry they'll be able to carry him through and he'll come back into some form but it's kind of he's struggling Rashad Pants just not really hit his straps I think also part of it is them having they don't have a third seamer really who's doing the job for them. So they're having to play Daniel Sams, who we spoke about last time. Don't really know anything about him, but and it mean what it means is they're having to take out Shimron Hetmeyer and having to play a Jinka Rahane, who Rahane great player, but not a T20 batsman. And Hetmeyer when he gets going is is like I mean he's one of the best. You know he's he's, he's a great prospect and he's such a good hitter of the ball that that kind of makes it harder. I feel like it's putting more pressure on Rishabh Pant, who's all already wasn't in good form so I think it has it's messed up the balance in their team <laughs> there it is there's you the couldn't word. resist <laughs> um yeah but I think you made some great points there and it is roughly where they're at at the minute I think um Darwin took a golden duck in the loss to Sunrisers um and I think yeah the depth isn't quite there when Nokia Rabard and Ashwin aren't bowling Axar's been doing a very good job um, Will, what do you reckon to Rishabh Pant? Um, uh, Zach mentioned him there, and then Shaw as well. I think where Mumbai have had a couple of their young Indian players really come and kind of take a hold of the team. Neither Pant or Shaw or Rahane have been able to yet. Yeah, or, or Shreya Sayer, who was given the captaincy um, mm. and hasn't quite stepped up to that plate. He's, he's by no means been terrible, and, and, and of those four, he's probably had the best IPL season. Um, but he, he hasn't at all taken the competition by the, by the scruff of its neck or, or stepped up particularly with the batting, um, which is a real problem because while they can be brilliant on their day, they're really reliant on some pretty inconsistent batsmen, not least Shikha Darwin and Rashad Pant, who, who both can be some of the most prolific um, and rapid run scorers in, in the whole tournament. But their day isn't as often as you'd like. Neither have great playoff records. Um, and as you say, Pant struggled a bit, both with injury and with form this season. 
um, and just doesn't quite look at the races. Um, having said all of that, the big caveat is, is clearly there is enough there on paper to win the two, three games that you need to win an IPL from this position. Mm. Um, but but lots of problems there, as you said. I think Rahane is an interesting player because in some ways he's an antidote to that in that he's an anchor. He's a pretty consistent batsman. He's, he's as Zach said, not necessarily a T20 natural, but he offers them something different. So I think I think possibly if I was if I was messing about with that starting eleven, I think you just take Pritvi Shaw out altogether. You open with Rahane alongside Darwin to try and get an opening partnership that can really play a consistent innings um, and get some runs on the board and therefore try and free up Rashad Pant later on. Um, but at the moment, as you say, just not clicking. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And a word for their overseas players. I think for me, Stoinis has been good, not incredible. Um, Rabard has obviously been excellent as a strike bowler. I think going at 8.3 across the tournament, uh, economy could, could maybe come down a little bit. Alex Carey's been in and out of the team, only played three matches and really struggled. Um, Hetmeyer only given 10 matches. So, Zach, do you think they've perhaps had the cream of the overseas crop or um, have they just not performed as, as perhaps they wanted to? Yeah, well, I think I think they've done... Well, like Nokia started the tournament really well and took, I think he's taken 20 wickets across the tournament, which is fantastic. Cause I, I, but I think it's kind of, we didn't expect it from Nokia. That's why we're, we're so impressed by him. Mm. And then Rabada, obviously amazing, always is. But I think his, his economy would be skewed by the fact he bowls, doesn't bowl that much up front. But yeah, like I said, they've, they, they've just not got that an, an Indian seamer. Mm-hmm. That means they kind of, yeah. they kind of need, because you want to have three seamers and you don't want one of them to be Marcus Stoinis. Marcus Stoinis is a fine sixth bowler, but you mm-hmm. can't have Marcus Stoinis as your fifth bowler, really, because I feel like if someone gets a hold of him, then he just goes. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think he bowled a few death overs maybe midway through the tournament and he, he really couldn't either land a Yorker or just just keep it a bit sensible toward the end. Um, their spin department's been good, though. Axar Patel's only going at 6.4, which I think is the second best um, for a spinner this year. Ravi Chandran Ashwin, experienced bowler, a good strike bowler, 13 wickets. Um, economy 7.5. He looked good today, Ashwin. Again, we'll speak about today because I think it's slightly uh, impeding, perhaps, our opinion on their season so far. They lost to Mumbai in the first qualifier. Um, they'll play the winner of Sunrisers and RCB. Um for me, I, don't, I think their their race is run. They're really on a, a downward curve now. Do you guys think uh, they could beat the winner of that 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 second qualifier and make it to the final? I think they can, but I wouldn't. I don't think any of us are going to bet on them to do that. Yeah, spot on. I, th- I think that's exactly how we're all feeling. Um, they just they came out the block so quickly, and maybe as a surprise, and then it's just not been able to get going ever again since. They can't quite plateau. Um, we will see. And second is still a good finish for them. They've had a very good season, played some very enjoyable cricket. OK, let's move on to third place. Um, I have to come to Will first here because the sort of last couple of games where anyone could have finished fourth was so much fun. Um, and it was sort of it felt like between Kings Eleven and KKR. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere came Sunrisers. Um, won four and lost one since we were last on. Beating RCB, Mumbai and Delhi, much like Kings Eleven did um, in their run in the middle of the tournament. Chased down 151 without losing a wicket against Mumbai. They've looked unbelievable. And Will, you called this, of course. Of course. This is, this is, this is all according to plan. No surprises at all. Um, 
No, I think it's it. They've always been one of those teams who, who on their day, they can be the best team in the competition. But as we've said, it's pretty, it's, it's inconsistent. They've struggled with injury, and um, particularly Johnny Burstow, and that kind of threw off their their whole season. It seemed like. Um, but as we've said, they have David Warner, who at this point is the second top run scorer in the competition. They've still got probably the the best spinner um, in Rashid Khan. So this was always kind of on the cards um, and probably coincided with a loss of form um, from some of the from some of the top teams. RCB giving themselves a little scare towards the end. Um, so they've, they've put themselves in a very good position to, to prove me right. <laughs> And good for you, quite frankly, because I think you. you defended what you said in the first IPL podcast very well in the second podcast. And here we are in the third IPL podcast and you're kind of looking down at both of me and Zach, who haven't called anything this whole tournament. Um, Zach, one, did, one thing you did call was the arrival of Jason Holder into the Sunrisers team. Congratulations. Um, we've had a better week this week, actually. Our finger was so far off the pulse of the IPL, it's moving closer toward it. Um, he... I wouldn't say he's been instrumental to all their wins, but ever since he's come into the team, they've hit a really great run of form. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just giving them another option. It's giving them a decent, uh, just a decent all rounder. Like he's taken, he's bowled a bit in the power play, and I kind of, I don't, I wouldn't have thought his bowling would really do much. I thought his, I thought his bowling would get hit a bit, but it hasn't. He's, he's, I mean, he's he's got hit a bit, but he's bowled quite well, and his his batting's been brilliant. He's hit, I think he hit 26 off 10 balls the other day. It's great stuff. I mean, and it it really adds some uh, equilibrium into their side. <laughs> Did you just Google synonyms <laughs> for balance by any chance? I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly, I was just looking. When, uh, Naby did play one game. I don't know when, um, but he, he bowled four overs, none for 23. Very useful. I was just um, coming to look at uh, Holder's... Uh, Economy 7.9, yeah, pretty useful for a guy who bowls, you know what, the high 70s, low 80s. Um, he uses slow ball very well uh, and useful with the bat as well. Um, can we talk about Saha very quickly? Um, he came in for Bairstow's injury, four innings, he's averaging 70-odd. He really compliments David Warner well, and I like that opening partnership um, for the qualifiers. Will, what do you reckon to him? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and it's it's reassuring for them that he, he kind of bailed them out when Bairstow going down really meant that they, they were looking around for an opening partner mm. um it's slightly bizarre I've, I've seen some people suddenly shout that he should he should get a nod in the India team again at I believe 35 years of age uh when he initially came into India to replace um to replace Dhoni about 12 years ago <laughs> so so something of a blast for the past but but, but brilliant for sunrisers um and I've seen Again, some people saying that even if uh, if Bairstow gets his fitness fully back, they wouldn't have him back in the team because Sars played that well. I didn't realise yeah. he was that old. I, I remember I've seen his name about um, and I was like, yeah, he's still maybe mid-20s. Test debut in 2010, ODI debut also in 2010. <laughs> Hasn't played um, a game for India since 2014. So I didn't quite realise how much of a throwback that was. So I can see why you're so shocked. But I think I'm the same. I wouldn't bring Bairstow back in for him. Zach, would you? No, because it means it means getting rid of either Holder or Williamson. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's kind of uh, it's a bit unlucky for Bearstow because once a team kind of finds that winning formula, especially if they find it towards the end of the tournament, then they then they're just not going to make any changes unless they have to. And I think they're that team that found their best eleven, or at least a very good working eleven, just at the right time. 
um, for those final five games, which they, they only lost one um, out of the five. Let's come on to their bowling attack quickly, because I think this is where they're going to you know, make the best run into the final if they can. And I think Rashid Khan is just the ace up their sleeve. Um, played all 14 matches IPL, averaging 15 with the ball, going at 5.2 and over, 19 wickets. Um, we've spoken, I think, in each podcast about how teams are literally just trying to see him off for, you know, 20 runs. And you can see going at five and over is about 20 runs. Uh, but he's always there getting wickets. Um, can either of Mumbai... Um, who they meet could meet in the final, or uh, RCB? Can they chip into that a bit more, or do you think they're going to do the same? Uh, Will over the next you know two games if they play them, are they going to try and hit him out of the attack and really take away Sunrise's best player? Yeah, we, we've spoken about that before. That that definitely seems like the only sensible way to do it. Um, again, similar to to Delhi in some ways, Sunrise are still in the bowling department, probably lack mm-hmm. uh, an, an exceptional Indian seamer. Um, so, so that is open to batsmen. If you can see him off, it, it's inconsistent what you face after that. Um, and I think probably compared to the three other bowling attacks in the tournament, if you take Rashid Khan out, they are probably the weakest, which would be a concern for them. But um, yeah, I mean, as you say, Rashid Khan, 19 wickets, ridiculously low economy rate. He is he is absolutely the match winner for them. And also the riskiest batsman I've ever seen play in my life. Have you seen some of the shots he tries to play? He doesn't move anything. He just flicks his wrist sort of towards square leg and the ball can go for six. He can hit a good ball. Um, it's interesting because I totally agree that Sunrisers are just nowhere there on paper with that bowling attack. Um, but, you know, the last few games, bowling Delhi out for 131, mm-hmm. limiting RCB to 120. They've just found something, haven't they, Zach? And whether they look as good on paper or not, they've shown they can do it against the best teams in this year's IPL. Yeah, you're completely right. They've shown they can do it. I think they were really unlucky at the start of the tournament because they lost Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, who is that mm. good, that solid Indian seamer, to injury. They lost Mitch Marsh, who was seeming like he could be a, a good all rounder for them. So they were really unlucky, and it was looking like they just weren't going to find anything, and teams seemed to seemed to work them out their teams would just hit 20 off of Rashid Khan and then and then just hit the other bat hit the other bowlers I think it massively I for them they it massively comes down to whether I, I think it massively comes down to whether they're batting or bowling first because if they're if they're bowling first then a team then these pitches have been a bit inconsistent so a team doesn't know what they're going to have to hit against them so they kind of have to go after Rashid Khan whereas if they bat first and well, if they bat first and obviously go well, then teams are going to, again, have to go after Rashid Khan because they can't, they can't afford to have four overs for 20. But if they're not defending that many, then I think they, they're going to struggle because the other bowlers, their teams are going to be able to go after them, even though they have performed better. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's something to look out for um, in their semi-final, uh, well, pre-semi-final, if you will, uh, against RCB coming up tomorrow, I think, um, on the 6th. Um, yeah, let's, well, Will, we know where you stand on the question I'm about to tell you. Are they going to win it? Let's go with yes. Let's let's stick with it. Stick with it, man, because it's been such a good call. And the one thing we managed to get right, um, all IPL, I'm, I think they might get to the final. I think they're on just that sort of the opposite of Delhi at the minute, a bit of an up curve. Um, don't think they'll beat Mumbai. Zach, where are you at on, on this team coming into the finals? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think they'll get to the final because... Delhi 
Delhi are in awful form. RCB also were lucky to get through in the end. Mm. Both teams really struggled towards the end after looking so good. So I think some risers are the form team. It's often the case in, I mean, relating it to football in the championship, the sixth place team that sneaks into the playoffs ends up going up because <laughs> they're the ones in form. They're the ones that aren't disappointed to have not got in any, to, in a, yeah, not got into the, not going automatically like Delhi or RC by Delhi to get into the final. Well, the qualifier. Well, I think on, on the footballing front there, I think uh, RCB, who we can come on to now, who finished fourth, are perhaps the Brentford of this situation, um, finishing third in the league and just showing nothing really to get into the Premier League. Um, Glenn, if you're listening, that was for you. Glenn's a big Brentford fan. Struggling this season as well. It's, it's just not fair. Um, but yeah, Brentford slash RCB, um, since we were on... Uh, last recorded I can't quite believe this I was just looking at it before we came on air um, they haven't won a single game um, since they beat KKR after bowling well not bowling them out but Limington's 84 losing all four um, now they have played Mumbai, Delhi and Sunrisers in that stretch all of who have made it to the finals losing to CSK as well um, just looking at these I can't quite figure out what's gone wrong at RCB again similar to Delhi um the loss to CSK was particularly embarrassing because 152, they got chased really quickly. Um, Will, I'll come to you on, this, on on these guys first. Under Cody's leadership, um, where's it gone wrong, do you think? I know they're in, we should be talking more positively because they're in the finals, but losing those last four, it's, it's lucky they did. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird one because they were the sort of classic example of a side where we thought at the start of the year they were, they were top-heavy, but weirdly, throughout the tournament, they've ended up as a team who doesn't quite know their best lineup, mm. um, which is kind of a weird dilemma to have. They've obviously taken Aaron Finch out um, and, and brought Philippe in to replace him at the top, which who I don't think is battered terribly at all. Um, albeit, again, not been exceptional. Mm. Zach is cheering. Um, <laughs> I, maybe they're an example of, of, of a side which just sort of took the foot off the gas and took the eye off the ball a bit. I think they probably, as of last podcast, they and us thought they were nailed on for the playoffs and maybe they just tried to think ahead too far. I don't know. I, I still, I don't feel bad about them, weirdly, despite their run of form, because I think they have got more out of their sort of contribution players than they have in previous seasons. It's not just about Coley and A.B. de Villiers. Um, and, and sort of cross your fingers and hope for the best from everybody else. They, the, the bit part players have chipped in. Um, I, I absolutely rave about Padakal at the top because I think he's a he's a future superstar for India. He's batted really sensibly, played proper cricket shots, looked really composed and got some big scores for them to really set up their wins. Um, and they've got bowlers like Mohamed Siraj who have, who have also put in excellent performances. Um, and Washington Sunder as well, one of the best economy spinners. So I, I feel weirdly positive about them despite their run of form. Yeah, I think that's a great point um, on RCB. They always feel like they've got a good result in them, no matter what kind of nick they're in. Um, you mentioned Padakal there. He's had a great tournament. Yeah, a, a great start for India. Um, best batsman in the team. 12 more runs than Kohli. Um, at a much better strike rate. Um, his average isn't quite there, but yeah, Kohli's managed four not outs just to protect his average um, for this tournament. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, whilst... They haven't had to cross their fingers and hope for De Villiers and Kohli. They've both averaged in the 40s with great strike rates. Um, Philippi, I'm not there on him yet. Like you said, he's not played terrible. He has such Tom Banton energy that I can't, I can't, I keep mixing the two up. Um, from his five matches, 78 runs. Um, 
is he the cure at the top of the order? Do you think it was worth dropping Finch for him, Zach? Uh, I mean, I, I just want to say I'm sorry because I feel like it's completely my fault that he has Tom Banton energy for you. Yeah, because... he's, that's all your fault. Because I mentioned him before the before the Australia tour, the Australia series, that he was he was my pick for a young player to come through. <laughs> Another wicketkeeper batsman who they tried playing down the order and it didn't work, like Tom Banton. Um, I like him a lot. He hasn't proved it to me that much in this. He kind of moves around a little bit like Steve Smith as well, which mm. is quite quite fun to see. And. I mean, I like him and I like the fact that, like like Will said, they've not just decided that, oh, Aaron Finch, he's a decent player. He's not in that much form. Oh, we'll stick with him, though, because, you know, he's a decent player and we've got Coley and A.B. de Villiers, which I feel like would have been something they would have done in, in past years. They've been like, oh, we've got this guy up top who's 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 sometimes decent. So we'll just stick with him because we've got some other players and we're not playing that badly. I like that they've dropped him and they've gone, right, we've got this young guy. He has loads of potential. And he hasn't had a chance. Let's give him a chance because the, you know, the stalwart Aaron Finch isn't performing. And I think maybe, maybe he'll, he'll surprise us in the next game. Maybe he'll surprise us tomorrow. Well, by this, by the time this podcast comes out, Philippi will have a hundred. <laughs> RCB will be in the qualifier too. <laughs> we'll come to um, you kind of cursing people to get a hundred shortly. Um, let's look at RCB's bowling attack. Um, their spinners have been standout for me. Uh, Washington Sundar has been awesome. I absolutely love watching him bowl. I think he's box office stuff. Uh, Economy 5.7, uh, the best of the Indian spinners alongside Aksar Patel. Not the best spinner, of course, with, with Rashid Khan. Um, uh, Yuzvendra Chahal as well, 20 wickets. 10 ahead, sorry, 9 ahead of Chris Morris, who's the second highest wicket taker in, our, in the RCB team, which is quite surprising, actually. Again, going at 7 uh, seven or so runs and over. I think the spin department has been so good for them that's allowed someone like Chris Morris and Udana in the middle or opening overs to really fire. We mentioned this in the last podcast, but Chris Morris has been a sort of a revelation for RCB. Only played nine games. I think he missed the first five and has played every game since. Um, for me, though, there's a place for maybe Zampa, maybe Moeen, maybe Dale Stain. For Udana, does anyone agree with that? Udana just seemed to go straight under the radar for me. Yeah, and I think Stain's bowled pretty well when he came in. Um, mm. so he's, he's definitely one they might be looking at to try and reverse their form into the playoffs. I, I, I've been calling for Moeen all year, and I will continue <laughs> to do so. Because, I, I mean, I, I do I do genuinely think, particularly in the batting lineup, he does add something in terms of that, that late game hitting that they don't quite have. Um, but as you say, they're so good in the spinning department at the moment that they've probably got no need for him. That's it. I think if you're looking for his bowling, no one likes that anyway at the minute. And his batting, oh God, it sends chills down my spine in good and bad ways, depending on what sort of mood he's in. Um, but like we, like like you said, Moe is a World Cup winner. Dale Stane's a very experienced fast bowler and you're into some knockout cricket now. So perhaps they'll be a bit more useful than Udana, who's gone at 10 and over and taken eight wickets. So he's really flattered to deceive. And you get the sense that when Coley loves a player, he really, really loves a player. And, and he clearly <laughs> loves Dale Steen. Um, so I'd, I'd be unsurprised to see him back in. And he's still got the lockdown trim, which is very on brand at the minute, going into lockdown too. So I'm all about that. Um, so uh, RCB are playing the first qualifier against Sunrisers uh, tomorrow, the 6th. When you're listening to this, it'll probably be all over. So yeah, Philippi 100, RCB into the final. Let's see. Um, so that's the top four, and that's who we're playing in the in the qualifiers. Quickly on the qualifiers, just the way it works, I really like it. 
it rewards first and second. Do you both agree with that? Or are you, is there another system that could work? So if you don't know, the top two play each other. The loser, the winner straight through to the final. The loser gets another shot at it playing the winner of the third and fourth. I've never seen anything like that. I like it. What do you boys think? Yeah, I like it. I think it's a bit weird in that when we're talking about rewarding first and second, I'd agree with you. That's really important um, on paper. As it turned out, strike rate was so decisive and the, and yeah. the points tally was so close throughout the whole table that it almost feels a bit harsh to give um, to give Delhi that much of an advantage over the third and fourth place teams having not actually done that much better than them. Yeah. Um, but it gives us an extra game of cricket to watch. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's important because I mean, we've, I mean, it's going to be the second time I mentioned football this podcast in this cricket podcast. <laughs> this is a cricket but, podcast, Zach. Thank you. Bring Brendan yeah, into it. It's fine. Well, exactly. Because in Brentford's case, Brentford <laughs> got to play. They got to play in the playoff semi-finals last year against the lowest of the playoff teams, which was Swansea. They did beat them, but then they lost to Fulham in the final. In case you'd forgotten, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in that case, you because of the way football's more predictable than t20 cricket i feel like you can you don't need to give too much of an advantage to the teams that do well whereas in cricket because of how unpredictable it is and the fact each game can just throw up such a random result to a certain extent in the ipl because all the teams are kind of almost the same level you know i mean then i think the fact that you give an extra advantage i like it and also like will said we get an extra game of cricket to talk about and watch so Nothing against that. And I think especially with no home or away advantage uh, in this very unique year, um, it kind of benefits even more the tournament itself. OK, anyway, that was a bit of a side note. So that's your top four, uh, Mumbai, Delhi, Sunrisers and RCB. Let's whiz through the bottom four. Um, again, it, it feels harsh calling the bottom four because, you know, third and eighth were separated by two points. And that's mm-hmm. just one win. Um, and this year's IPL... It, it's been so topsy-turvy. Um, we start with KKR, who won two and lost two um, since we were last on. That, that I thought that was going to be enough, um, to be honest. Uh, and unfortunately, it wasn't. The loss to CSK probably hurt the most. Um, we'll come on to them in a minute and how good they've been. Um, wasn't quite enough for your team, Zach. Um, Summarised their season and sort of where it went a bit wrong, but was nearly so right. They only lost out on... on you know, point one of a net run rate, however that works. Yeah, they were unlucky. I don't think they deserve to go through, though. So it's kind of, you know, Morgan did rally the troops. <laughs> I say that, although they were fourth when he became captain and they finished fifth. But still, <laughs> I feel like they kind of, they, they looked better. They looked better as a side because when they were fourth early on, we were, well, you were calling them fraudulent. Will, you were saying they, they don't even deserve to be called that. <laughs> they'd been they'd been very lucky, I think, to be where they were, and it kind of seemed like other teams they they'd been lucky, and no one was finding form, and then other teams did find form. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I think the the exact same thing happened last year. They didn't get through on net run rate again mm-hmm. last year, so you know it's becoming a bit of a trend. It's a bit unlucky. I think they need. A bit, maybe, no, I wouldn't say they need an overhaul. They just need another year of development. Maybe if they could, you know, just pinch Bumra or, <laughs> you know, Rohit Sharma, maybe bring back Gambia. Right, that would help. <laughs> They're not far, are they? I think I'm on that. And I'm glad they didn't qualify because we did use the F word. But then Will eloquently put that you can't call them that because they were never good in the first place. So, 
yeah, they're a pure fifth place team on net runway, aren't they? They're like, I don't know, let's come back to football again. On a Newcastle, they'll finish 12th. They won't make you feel great. Every now and again, they might. Um, but yeah, I think they're a couple pieces away. Um, Shutman Gill's been a highlight for them as, as a player. He looks awesome. Um, Will, for Indian uh, India's prospects, he looks a great player and is a huge part of KKR going forward as well, right? He does, absolutely. And, and as Zach said in previous podcasts, he bats beautifully and like a proper cricketer which is a nice antidote to some of the Richard Pants of the world that Indian cricket has been producing recently. Um, and he's just got his place in, in the India squad for the upcoming tour. So that's that's good to see and positive for the future. Um, the other one, speaking of prospects, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get a shower from Zach now, is is we, we got only fleeting glimpses of Tom Banton. Um, so it would be it would be good for KKI if he can come back next season and play a more prominent role. Um moment of, of silence for Dinesh Kartik who relinquished the captaincy <laughs> to improve his batting and then managed to finish on a duck against Rajasthan. Well done, Dinesh. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just fuming at KKR because they, um, they, they managed to beat Rajasthan on, on the last day of the season to kill off our lingering playoff hopes and then managed to not even get in themselves. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that one. Just selfish that, wasn't it? I think Every team in that bottom four, including Sunrisers, just were just doing each other dirty, weren't they? They'd win one and then lose against a team they shouldn't do and just mess up everybody's predictions for those yeah. final few. KKR, you know, massively of that. Yeah, let's hope Banton has a good BBL, maybe. Um, and then I'm sure KKR will keep him on. I think he's a good squad player who could maybe light up next year. Zach, you, you're shaking your head there. Yeah, I think they might get rid of him because because of the way their side seems to work with the with the four overseas players. They're very reliant on having Narain and Russell, and then they need obviously Pat Cummins. They're not going to drop because they spent so much money on him. Yeah. So then they've only got one. Well, and then Morgan. Yeah. So they're kind of their four. They pick themselves, and they had Russell out, and Ferg, Lockie Ferguson came in, who's another pick. So I think it kind of. It doesn't work with their side. There was talk before he got picked up by KKR that CSK were interested in mm. Banton. And I think that could be an interesting move with, with Shane Watson retiring. Faf Duplessis definitely in the autumn of his career, but has played very well this year. So that's kind of a, a spot in their top the top of their order opening up, maybe. And I think that would be an interesting move. I, I think if I, I would actually, even though they're my team and obviously he's, you know, he's my boy uh, <laughs> other than that it would be nice to see him for his development to maybe go to a different team if then if he's not going to get to play lots very interesting and we'll keep an eye on that and hope he has a good winter and, and start of the English summer just to see uh, how he does so KKR finishing fifth let's move on to sixth place Kings 11 Punjab I predicted this one actually we had a, another thing we actually got right this week and I said it is that we're gonna after beating I think Delhi, Mumbai and RCB, who are top, take us off bottom spot. We then lose to two um, rubbish teams. I put a slightly harsher word down on paper. Um, CSK and Rajasthan. Um, so win, uh, winning two and losing two since we were last on. Um, CSK chasing down 154 in 18 overs. Losing one wicket was kind of sad and pretty much spelled the end of it. Um, some highlights, though. And, you know, we'll come with the team of the year very shortly. Um, K.R. Rahul has been absolutely fantastic, uh, 550s and 100 uh, in 670 runs. And the Universe boss, and one of my favourite moments of the IPL this year was him getting bowled on 99 by Joffre Archer, chucking his bat and then exchanging a bit of a, a knowing high five. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm, I'm biased. 
they were the most fun team to watch this year? Yes or no? Uh, Will? Yeah, they probably are. The second half of the season, once once the Universe boss came back in, they probably mm. were. Um, and I think it's un- it's unlucky for them because they started the season in, in such... I, again, I hesitate to call it poor form because at the time we were quite generous to them and, and knew that they were doing well in, in, in a number of departments, not least Kale Rahul's batting and Mayank at the top with him. They just weren't winning games. And, and that was that was unfortunate. That opening run of losses killed them off, really. Um, I do sort of feel that if the season had gone on for another two, three games, they probably would have snuck in there. Um, and if, if Gale could have had just one more impactful performance, they probably would have done. So it's a shame in a way. Um, but as you say, very, very likable team, very entertaining team <laughs> to watch. Um, don't have a bad word to say about them, uh, unlike some of the others <laughs> in the bomb four. And I, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Sunrisers. I spoke about how indifferent I was to them and now they're, they're looking great. The opposite for Kings Eleven, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Universe boss changed their season around. That 99 was awesome. Um, he did surprisingly well. I just didn't. I didn't quite expect it. I just feel like Kings Eleven's bowling attack needs a little bit more strengthening. Sammy, uh, Shammy, sorry, and, and Bishnoy have looked fantastic. But you know, other than that, Arshdeep Singh is it Arshdeep or Mandeep? Sorry, Mandeep Singh could be good again. I know it is Arshdeep Singh. Excuse me, there's another Singh in there. Um, he looks great. I think being a left arm is fantastic. Chris Jordan was all right off and on a little bit I, I don't see him staying around Jimmy Neesham's a bit underwhelming as an overseas player I don't know what he's doing in there as fun as his Twitter is um, where do you see this team going Zach and what did you like about it this season well I, I like that it's been forgotten that last time I came out and said they were going to sneak fourth and win the tournament because <laughs> of the um... <laughs> you just brought that back on yourself then yeah, because I said they brought the universe boss in and they weren't going to lose. T- they weren't going to lose the team again. It was all about the narrative about the universe boss, putting oh, some respect yeah. on that name. Yeah, unfortunately, they did not make it. Like you said, the reason I wanted them to make it was because it was so entertaining that they brought back in the best T20 batsman ever, mm. and suddenly, suddenly out of nowhere, they were winning games. Yeah. <laughs> like it was the most surprising thing ever that they should play. Okay, yeah, he's in the autumn of his career, takes a bit of a while to get going, but I mean, like we've seen, 99, it's pretty good. I like that Joffre Archer had a bit of respect for him, gave him a bit of a high-five handshake, mm. you know, which, you know, which in, in these times is pretty rare. <laughs> I think that shot Rajasthan to the top of the Fair Play Award, perhaps, or, or maybe Kings <laughs> Eleven. Who knows? I still have no idea how that works. But that that comes on halfway through an IPL match. And you're like, okay, cool. How do you get 9.8 points in a game or something like that, mate? I, I'll investigate that more for the final podcast. Um, yeah, I think as soon as Archer bowled Gale one short of his hundred, that's when your narrative broke. You know, literally and figuratively, and Kings Eleven couldn't quite make it. I'd love to see them um, in the final four, but alas. And again, I think they're just a few bowling pieces away from a very good team. Also, I'd say Gale's in the in the deep winter of his career, but sort of really pushing through it. It's a warm, it's a mild winter. Um, and we'll see if he's around again next year. Hopefully. I think he's done enough this year. Um, uh, seventh place, CSK had a stunning end of the season. And as soon as they were mathematically out, they went and won three and lost one, beating Kings Eleven, KKR, RCB, only losing to Mumbai. Um, gosh, this team sucks. I, I, I really dislike it. Um, massive overhaul coming at CSK, right? I mean, with Watson retiring, Donny didn't say that was his final game in a yellow shirt, so he'll still be there, which is fun for everyone, um, I'm sure. 
Um, what happened here, Will? Do you reckon they just thought, right, let's, we can play a bit more free cricket now? The pressure's off, especially them being such a big franchise that's always qualified. Yeah, I assume so. They've got weirdly good contributions from elsewhere. Guy Cord had a good couple of games. Jadeja had a couple of very entertaining batting performances. Um, and they yeah. were a sort of beautiful agent of chaos just to make things interesting for the last <laughs> few games um, and very helpfully beat everybody that Rajasthan were competing with for the, fast, for the fourth spot. So for a while, I was quite pleased with them. Um, but no, they've been dire for most of the season. The big question for them before next year is, is the Dhoni issue. I think you're right that he wants to come back. He'll probably want to still be there when he's in a nursing home. I think there does have to be a point. I mean, I'm, I'm all for respecting legends of the game, but there does come a point where you maybe think they could do better moving on from Dhoni. Um, and I think that the Tom Banton shout is is a fantastic one. Someone like him would be would be brilliant there. Um, they clearly need to just completely overhaul the squad and get some more youth in there, get more positivity, get more good Indian players in. I mean, there's not much good to work with, unfortunately. Um, if I hear the quickest man in pads ever again when MS Tony's playing, I think, you know, I'll burst a blood vessel. Um, it's like that and seeing the, the, the Tata Altros again being the safest hatchback in India. Um, I'm tempted to import them now. I'm starting to really being? enjoy the Altros. Yeah, I am too. You know, at the start, it, I, I was like, come on, a... this is this is a bit in your face. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is again. It's a fantastic challenge for the commentators to see if they can come up with anything worth saying about it. It's fantastic. I think Mark Nicholas is now the most ambivalent about it. He just sort of goes, yep, there it is. That's the Altros. <laughs> the gold standard Indian hatchbacks. Bishop came <laughs> up a long time ago. <laughs> um, okay, away from Dhoni and the Altros. Um, Sam Curran, Zach, and I think this franchise is going to start building its team around him for, for the foreseeable future. I mean, do we have to stop talking about the outros? I mean, if there's anything, if there's anything I would say I'm a subject matter expert in, it's the Tata outros and how it, it's safe and it's stylish. It's got an amazing sound system as well. You know, if you like your music and you want to be safe on the roads, the Tata outros in, in a lovely gold or red even. Oh, come on. Sam Curran, please, mate. You're, do, you're... do you think they'll sponsor this podcast? <laughs> Well, why don't we do a fantasy IPL next year and the winner gets an Altros? <laughs> That'll be an incentive. Um, uh, last week, Zach, in a, in a non-clickbait title, you said that Sam Curran was better than Ben Stokes. Um, Stokes went on to get 100, which we'll come on to very shortly. But let's let's not you know, demean Sam Curran's um, excellent IPL, doing it on the big stage. Yeah, I mean, and I did... It ever so slightly clickbait I did say on form at the moment I would pick Sam Curran in an England team above Ben Stokes and maybe maybe I did say he was better but yeah I think the thing with Sam Curran is he's still so young mm. like he's, he's still only 22 and he's really proved that he's he's a really good man for this form of the game and he can kind of bat anywhere it seems like he's batted at the top of the order he's batted in the middle and he's got he's got a few runs everywhere he's batted so it'll be really interesting to see if he can squeeze his way into that fantastic limited overs England team because I think even potentially even more for his batting than his his bowling's almost almost a bonus I think coaches said to him when he was younger coaches have said about him since he was a kid that he was going to turn into a batsman who could bowl a bit and we haven't really seen that I think he's been kind of pigeonholed as a bowler who can bat a bit more than the other way round so I think it'll be really interesting to see how he how he develops and how he comes into this 
amazing England side. He was on um, the Sky Sports IPL podcast, um, which is nowhere near as superior as this one. Obviously, they don't talk about the Tata Altros. Um, and he was on there and they were chatting about, you know, openers. And he chucked himself into there in the England squad as well. Obviously, that's not going to happen with the, the wealth that England have. But yeah, he's in the T20 squad for the South Africa tour. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a few games there. Not in the ODR squad rested, but fascinating to see how he does. And I think... Uh, sort of linchpin for this for this CSK side going forward, obviously with Watson retiring and a few old boys in there still. Um, let's finish off this year's IPL with Rajasthan Royals. Um, well, I'll come to you. Obviously, they're your team. You described so eloquently in the first podcast how frustrating it is to watch this team. And again, their last four games, winning two, losing two, kind of sums them up. Beating Mumbai, beating Kings Eleven, losing to KKR. It was just a bit sad at the end wasn't it and such a good squad on paper that hasn't performed this year that's the issue in a nutshell I mean I've, I've moved on in the stages of grief from from <laughs> frustration to just despair I'm over it now um look it's 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 obviously been uh, amplified how poor the year is by how tight the table is so we on strike rate we finished rock bottom um, yeah. and also rock bottom of the of the fair play table which is just a lovely <laughs> kicking the teeth I don't know if anyone's done both of those two at the same time before you kind of think if you're, if you're going to be awful on the field you may as well use that to win games but no um, it's like the opposite double isn't it it's like the, <laughs> the reverse double. double of being rubbish yeah it's it's strange almost nobody that, that should be good on paper had a, had a great year Stokes was good when he came back in but obviously under difficult circumstances and, and none of us expected him to 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 even do as much as he did um mm. Smith had a horrific year both with the bat and in captaincy, there were some really questionable field positioning. There were there were times that we we'd go for a few runs in the first three overs, and he'd immediately turn to a spinner in the power play, and it, it, it would go even more wrong, and then the wheels completely came off. Um, and and I think it's it's similar to the Aaron Finch situation in that that was as Zach said a really sensible decision not to go with the big name, but but to drop him and try something else. And we never did that with with Smith, partly because he was the captain. Um, so he had a poor year. Joss again was was very good at times, but didn't have the best season. Didn't really make a contribution in, in too many games. Um, Joffre Archer was sensational, as as we've said. So that's one positive. Um, and again, it's 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 tricky to know what to do with them before next season because you still think they're so good on paper that it, it's difficult to convince management to really change things and take a risk. Um, so I don't expect them to do that, and 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 therefore we'll probably be back in the same boat in a year's time <laughs> all the same things will happen I agree on paper it's such a great team there's not much to change there um a breakout star in Rahul Twatia um Smith is, is he a T20 player really is he I'm sure he is for Australia but is he in the world's best to come to the IPL I don't I don't really think so he's a great captain normally wasn't this year as you said so that's an interesting one to deal with and like I said I doubt they'll change it um, and they just never sort of peaked all at the right time. Like Butler's 70 was great, won him a game, but he was quiet for the rest of it. And Zach, I'll come to you on Ben Stokes' 100 because he's 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 just terrible, isn't he? How good was his 100? Let's let's take the joke away, though. How good was that 100 um, in his current personal circumstances as well? Yeah, it was it was I mean, it was it was sensational because we've seen him we've seen him kind of try and come at bowlers a bit. And also, I would like to note that I did I did actually call that he would get a hundred after I yeah. said after I'd said that Curran was better than him, I said oh and now I've said this Ben Stokes will go and get a hundred next game yeah. what did he do he got a hundred 
Call it. Uh, so I did call that. I, I, I'm going to take that one. Good. Uh, but yeah, it was really, it was really good. And we've seen him kind of try and come at bowlers and try and almost like force his way into a bit of form in this IPL. And he's, you know, he's, he's been bold or he's been, he's, he seems to chop on more than anyone mm. else. Him and Bairstow seem to get bold more than any more than any two players in the world, and it it frustrates me so much. But yeah, in this innings it worked. He played some beautiful drives where he charged he charged at the bowlers, and it was it was beautiful to see. And I I I think it's interesting to see where what England do with him. I know I keep talking about England, but you know, we are you know we're, we're English fans, so <laughs> you know, we always take a bit of an English centric view on this, especially with the players because we've seen them play a bit more I suppose um but also like I'd be interested to see where he plays in this England T20 side because will he open probably not is he good in the middle order yes but he also struggles to get going first up so we'll see and as for his bowling, I just don't, from the England perspective, again, I just don't think in the England team he's going to get any overs. There's way too many better players that can do that job. Um, this year's IPL, only bowled 90 deliveries, um, went uh, over 10 and over for them, averaging 77. A good two for 32 in that one game, which I think is the same game he scored the 100. So he's obviously feeling good that day. Um, but yeah, his bowling just struggled a little bit. A great hundred, though, and you know a good part of, of Rajasthan's team, and he, he showed he can do it at the top of the order if he needs to. Um, right, that's it for this season on, you know, the league stages. Anyway, um, a fascinating season, um, and we've predicted some of it. Our fingers been somewhere near the pulse, and I think the Sunrisers shout is still huge, and I can't wait to see them go and win it because that would just be awesome. Um, let's come on to the real fun of uh, today's podcast anyway. And that is our teams of the season. Um, I've got mine written down here in pencil because I've been making a lot of changes. Um, so 11 players are starting 11, are playing 11, must follow the rules. So only four overseas players um, allowed. Um, we'll do honourable mentions uh, after all of this, by the way, because I think we've all mentioned there's, it's hard to fit 11 into this. And let's, Let's break this down. Let's let's not go through all our 11s first up. Let's just break it down into, you know, the top three and then we'll go middle order and then bowlers, etc. So, I'll go first. Uh, my top three, um, K.R. Rahul, Shikhar Darwan and Virat Kohli at three. Has anyone... Well, Zach, you just read yours out for us. Okay, so I've gone Shikhar Darwan, K.R. Rahul and Devdutt Padikal. Oh, nice. So that's that's the difference. I put I put Paddy Callum at three because he's a young player. I think he can he can bat at three rather than opening. His strike rate's good enough, I think. And you so, put Darwin facing the first delivery. Big change, huge change. Yeah, Darwin facing the I, first delivery. I want delivery. Rahul doing that. Um, yeah. Will, give us your top three. Yeah, I've also filled about a bit and put an, put an opener at three. So I've got Kale Rahul, also Paddy and David Warner at three. Nice. Oh, okay, I now. I nearly put Warner in because of how good he's been in the past four games, but I didn't want to waste an overseas slot up there with with batsmen. So that's an interesting one. And he can bat a three. He did that one time, right? Or was it even four? So that's, that's not such a bad thing. Um, and then Kea Rahul, average 55, 130 strike rate, 105 50s. An unbelievable tournament. Did he win the purple cap in the end? No, not the purple. Sorry. The orange. The orange. He's leading by almost 200 at this point, I think. Jeez, it would does be, it still, does it it would roll be very over difficult. into the postseason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, oh, that's harsh. But he will still probably he win. Pr- he like, probably still won't be caught. Yeah, no one's catching that. Uh, so we're going to hear um, Darwin. No, a no, no for you on that one, Will. No, I I fiddled about a lot. It was it was it was between Padakal and, and Darwin, and it was there was a point I put Darwin in because I look I looked across the stats board and I thought there's literally no stat by which Padakal is better than him. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> as we said before, feel? he doesn't he doesn't it's a feel it's a gut he doesn't have a great playoff record Darwin he is a bit inconsistent and also I just think in in terms of the scale of their achievement to be as young as Padakal is playing in I think his first IPL yeah. um, and taking such a leadership role in a team that is star studded is is a fantastic achievement for him so based on that I'll put him in. I like yeah. it. Good, good defense I, again. Go on, Zach. One thing, one thing I like about the Warner thing. The reason I didn't put Warner in is because although he's done well, I think because of how well he's done in the past, I think he's won the he's won the Orange Cup three times. So compared to how well he's done in the past, the fact I mean he's still scored over 400 runs. For me, it's almost like oh he's not he's not been quite as good as he has before because he won the Orange Cup last year. So for me, the reason I'm not putting him in is because well, first of all, the the overseas situation. But also because he's just, I don't know, I don't think he's done as well as, as he's done in the past. I feel like he's not been in, on top of his game. Yeah, I think almost expectations are so high with him. Um, and then when I was looking at putting this together, again, I, I, I'd already used all my overseas. So I think if I was an overseas short, he'd find himself in there. Okay, let's go Let's go four, number four to number seven. Um, Zach, you start us off. Or do you okay, want to do four so, to six? It depends on your bowlers start, really. But let's go four to seven, and we'll, we'll find out. Okay, so I've got I've got two batsmen in there, and then I've got two all rounders. So in my four to seven, so four I've got Suryakuma Yadav, five I've got Ishan Kishan, six I've got Sam Curran, and seven I've got Raul Tawatia. Yes, oh, I've got Tawatia. <laughs> Bingo. Um, go on, Will. Give us yours before we get into that. Well, I'm, I'm still mentally fiddling with mine, so, so I'm not sure if I can defend this, but but here we go. Lower than he'd like. I've got four, Vera at four, yeah. Ishan Kishan, Pollard, and Ravi Jadeja at seven. Oh, nice. I like the Jadeja shout, actually. Um, especially I was, toward the end of the season. I, I kept having Sam Curran written down for that position, and in the end, it came down to I needed an Indian who can bat a bit and bowl a bit. <laughs> so he <laughs> <then we> went... <laughs> I like Pollard as the finisher too. His strike rate's been unbelievable this tournament. Uh, okay, at four, I've got Ishan Kishan. So I think all, all three of us had him. At five, my captain, Owen Morgan. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be funny there. Six, I'm surprised none of you put this fella in, Washington Sundar. Um, I might actually move him to seven, and I've got Rahul Twatia at, at seven. Um, just for just the, the, how fun he's been this year. And his numbers, his numbers actually match up, I think, Zach, right? Is that why you put him in as well? Or was it because he's just been, because of that innings? I think a bit of both, because you say that innings, but there were two. There were two good innings. Yeah. He's taken a few wickets, and I think he's been really good. I think you're a bit obsessed with Washington Sunder, though, because yes, of I his am. economy. I love, I love his economy. I've, how I've many runs has he hit? I don't care, but he doesn't win You really rate his batting ability in a, way, in a way I don't think anyone else does. He's, he's worth a finisher. Right, I'll come on to him in a second and I'll Google what he, what he had in the end. But it's his bowling, man. It's spellbinding. I love it. I love it. It's that really high action that can go either way. And um, I don't know. I like his name, Washington Sundar. I think it's pretty cool. Um, did he get a call up to the India squad, by the way? Yeah. Do you know why that was? Economy. <laughs> of course right uh eight to eleven the bowlers um i feel like we might be, be quite similar on this i don't know will start us off eight to eleven 
Jofra, Rabada, Bumra, and UB Jahal. Ooh, nice. Okay, I also have Jofra, Bumra, KG. I've gone Rashid Khan, and he was my overseas. I was flipping between higher in the batting order or having him as the bowler. Um, so I've, I've got three spinners I've just worked out there. Maybe I could get rid of them. I don't know. Zach? I've gone for Rashid Khan at number eight. Archer at nine, but that, that's interchangeable, depending on what we need. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rabada and Bumrah. So same as me, I'll, mate. Same as you, yeah. yeah. But I've, how have you got three spinners? Because oh, you've got Sunder Washington instead of uh, Sam Curran. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of, of course. course. Of course, mate. Who else would it be? He's my, he's my captain and wicketkeeper as well. <laughs> um, he's that good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've got the same on Rashid Khan. And that was my last overseas I was struggling on. It was between Rashid Khan and Sam Curran. Um, I wouldn't call Rashi Khan an all-rounder, actually, but uh, is that tail a bit long, maybe? But Archie could hit a good ball, and the batting's so heavy that you don't really need it. Um, give us your, give us your Washington Sundar and down again. Um, hold on, let me Sundar at six, right? Mm. I don't know what. Let me check his batting because I think I've, I've overestimated. This feels that like slightly. a long tail. <laughs> it's a very um, long tail. So my tail starts at Sundar at six, but he's not a tail ender. Tuatia who's got a 40, an average of 42 this season. Uh, then Rashid Khan, Archer, Bumra, Rabada. So maybe one could argue that my tail starts at six. Yeah, I mean, mine mine's relatively long because, I mean, Sam Curran, I think, showed he's not a tail ender, but you could say he could, he could be the start of a tail and mine then starts at six as well. I think Curran, you go. I think he's come out as an all-rounder now. Like this tournament's just just outed him, as it were, um, as a full all-rounder. So I think you get away with the tail at seven. Will, who was your six? Who were your all-rounders again? You got you got Pollard shoved in there. It's definitely not a tail ender. I've got Pollard and Jadeja in at six and seven. Yeah. Oh nice. Who, who oh. I've, I've got away with both calling mainly batsmen, but can bowl a bit, and therefore <laughs> <laughs> saving me you know, some. You got a lot of overs in that team. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you've um, that you've what you said about Jadeja being a, an Indian who can bat and bowl a bit. I feel like that's got him through his whole career <laughs> is the fact that, he's an Indian who can bat and bowl a is, bit. And correct. he's also a very good fielder. I think that, yes. that's, that's just, if you could sum up Jadeja's career, you've done it yeah. perfectly right there. And that 50 celebration with the bat. Exactly. Like, like just to see that, if you see that once a tournament, it's worth whatever you're paying him. Um, Washington Sundar, 14 matches, <laughs> eight innings. 106 runs, averaging 21, strike rate of 120. Why is this the Washington Sunder podcast now? Uh, well, there it is. There's the, there's the, epi- there's the episode name there. Um, we were the Chris Wokes podcast when we were covering England cricket over the summer. We are now the Washington Sundar podcast. Um, can't wait to see him playing for India. But yeah, maybe I'll switch him into Atia around, but maybe it's a long tail. I don't know. Um, who are your boys, captain and wicket keepers, by the way, who have you given those responsibilities to? Because it's important. Um, well, Virat's captaining. Yeah. Um, and Ishan, I believe, is keeping. Nice. Same. I had, I, had, I had a mini panic there where I remembered I'd forgotten to care about wicketkeeper, but Ishan, Ishan indeed can keep. Also, Kel Rahul can also keep, of course. Oh, so. of course. It's true. Uh, and my captain, my captain Sam Curran, of course. <laughs> I've just realised as well, I've got Morgan captaining and Cody in a team where he's not captaining in. Uh, and South and he can't get in there and shout at all the batsmen. And he doesn't seem like a good everything. team player, does he, Virat? Uh, I think that might cause a bit of inter-team rivalry. That, so maybe I need to 
to just Morgan will be calm and let that go. Um, do you want to talk about some honourable mentions? You know, people who you were toying with putting in your team. Um, Zach, go first. A couple of people you wanted to put in but couldn't quite fit in. So I've got four down here, but the two of them are in have made it into Will's team, Coley and Pollard. I was between Pollard and Curran. I decided Curran would, you know, spark a bit more debate. Uh, and also because I've, I've backed him, so I've got to keep stick with You've him. You've got to have it. Quinton, Quinton de Kock, I know I've spoken about Quinton de Kock quite a lot, was really unlucky. He was in my team, and then I kind of thought I couldn't not put Rashid Khan in, so I just went for the three three overseas bowlers because I thought there were enough decent Indian batsmen to just fill the batsmen with Indian players. And Mohamed Shami, who obviously yeah. took a lot of wickets. I had Shami or Bumrah. I was going to put Shami in, but Bumrah's been far too good in these last few games to not be put in. So I think that was justified. Will, who have you got you couldn't quite fit into your team? So I was trying to sneak in Owen Morgan for a long time, so I'm, yeah, I'm good. pleased you've like got that. him in there. Um, I thought about Stokes just on, on the basis of, of the last few games since he arrived. Um, Shikha Darwin, obviously, I, I probably still should have put in, but I just don't like him, so he's not got in. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Purad, I don't think anyone put in, has had a pretty good year. Um Kumar yeah. Yadov as well. Um, Hardik, again, I was very tempted by, although I don't think he's had a good year, but he still somehow has, I believe, the second highest strike rate in the tournament and is closing very strong. So largely based on today's performance, I almost stuck him in. Um, and I think also the, the KKR spinner, Chakrabarty, um, had a pretty good year. Yeah, he had a five for Chuck in there as well. He was one of mine. I've got Axar Patel, just on pure economy rates again. You know me and my economy with spinners. Um, Sanju Sampson, I think, had a decent tournament. Um, we already know much about him, though, so he wasn't there. And then I nearly put Hardik Pandya in instead of Tuatia. Um, and like you said, Will, he's not actually been that great, but you know, 25 sixes, struck over 182, he's, he's done all right. But again, I think we have such high expectations that a tournament like that doesn't really stand out yeah. too much. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had. And I think there's some pretty good teams going in there. And I'm really angry about Washington. I can't believe neither of <laughs> you had him in. I, I genuinely can't. Look, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the upcoming tour, it, suddenly Washington Center turns out to be the best spinner in India. We'll find out. Gosh, I hope he's good. That would just look so good on me. <laughs> well, he's him. not. He's played before. I don't. I don't think he's that good. And also, I'll, I'll make a prediction now. We can revisit this in a year. I don't think Rahul Tewati is particularly good at cricket. I think he's had. No, I don't had, think he is either. He looks <laughs> daft, doesn't he? He's had one of those years that somehow it's like if just a normal bloke turned up to the crease and somehow had one of those days repeatedly. I, I don't. I don't think he's there. You see, this is this is something because obviously the BCCI bans Indian players from playing at other franchise leagues. And if a player from another country had had one of these seasons like Raul Tuatia, he would dine out and be in franchise leagues for the next 10 years playing it. <laughs> he'd end up playing in like the Canadian franchise league in 20 years time because he had that one year. But that's why I feel sorry for him because he's not going to be able to do that. I suppose he could do that once he's... I'm, once he's decided he's not going to play in India again, so maybe we'll see him in the uh, in the Irish Super League. <laughs> he could have made a career off it. So wait, even if he's not in the Indian national team, can he not go out and play franchise cricket? I think if he wants to play in the IPL again, I don't think he can. Oh damn! Well, maybe he can have a couple. Oh, I would love to see that just in like the CPL, like you said, everywhere. Get him over for the hundred. That would be the best. <laughs> Twatter in the hundred. Oh my god. 
Uh, right, I think that about wraps it up for today, boys. Nice one, as always. That was a great little one at the end with, with the teams there. I think we're all in agreement. We had a pretty good um, selection of players there. And we've just got the finals to watch now. Um, on the day of recording today, the 5th of November, we've had Mumbai win. Um, tomorrow, uh, RCB and Sunrisers play. And then the final will be uh, on Tuesday uh, next week. And we'll have a podcast for you after that, reviewing the finals. So, um, uh, Zach, thank you very much. Thank you. And Will, as always, mate, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week uh, to look at the final of the IPL. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.